0: everyone welcome to the breaking moment podcast my name is Jean Bowe, and i am a social worker who wants to give you hope encourage you and help you feel less alone in your healing journey this podcast is dedicated to helping you heal learn and grow to become a better version of yourself (laughs) through education and personal experience i will discuss topics around mental health and spirituality So, let's get started on today's episode. Hey guys, this week we are going to be going over how to heal the inner child. We're going to talk about what the inner child is, the importance of healing the inner child, how the inner child presents itself, and steps on how to heal the inner child. Some of you guys might have heard inner child or younger self, which can be used interchangeably, maybe on social media. Maybe if you're on your healing journey, you've heard of that. You might've heard it through a therapist. You might've heard it through a friend, but I'm going to tell you what the definition of inner child is. According to Cambridge dictionary, your inner child is the part of your personality that still reacts and feels like a child. And this can be both positive and negative. So some examples, a positive inner child Going on adventures like you did as a kid. This might be maybe going to the playground. If you go, When you go to the playground, it reminds you of times that you went to the playground with your parents. Or maybe getting ice cream reminds you of times you went with your grandmother to get ice cream. Or going to one of your favorite aunt's house because all your cousins played there or you guys played games there. So these are some of the ways positive inner child can show up. But there's also some negatives with our inner child these are the ones that we want to work on because if we don't work on them, they will show up in our adult lives. And these are just some examples. There's obviously can be many, but abandonment issues, feeling isolation, feeling left out, people pleasing, being a perfectionist, feeling not good enough. The thing about these are when we felt that way when we were younger. So if we were five years old and we always felt left out, and we never really healed that feeling, acknowledged that inner child, then more than likely we probably feel it now. I believe that children have to be heard and seen, right? If you think about it, your inner child is going to show up every day in your life because it wants to be heard. Like let's Let's take this back and let's think about a child. When a child cries, for the most part, I know sometimes you can get them, you can change their diaper, you could feed them, you could do everything and they're still crying. But for the most part, they want something. They might want affection. They might want a hug. They might want a kiss. They might just want to be next to their mother. They might want something to eat. They might want, they might have to use the bathroom. Like, a child usually wants something. So if we can go back and think about our inner child, literally as a child, yes, you might be 30 years old, but can let's try to take this back to be a time where you felt something negative as a child that has negatively impacted you to this day. And we can think that child needed something. If the child's feeling left out, maybe they wanted to feel included in. Maybe they, everywhere they went felt like, They didn't fit in. They felt like something was wrong with them. So they carried that into their today life where they're always around people feeling left out. The thing is we didn't give that child because we're young, you know, we were five, four, or however old when that happened to you. And we're children. So children, you, you only know so much. So it's that's why it's about healing it now, because something happened to you when you were five. Of course, you didn't know what to do. You were five years old. It's all about how you reacted and how the people around you reacted, too. So it wants to be heard. Therefore, that's why we have to go back. And you just need to acknowledge it. I hear you. I feel it. Everything's going to be okay. I am not that little girl or I'm not that little boy anymore and I will be there for you and to heal it, you have to feel it. I think when we have these wounds, we don't want to feel it because it feels uncomfortable or it makes us feel sad or it makes us feel mad. And I know you don't want to hear you have to feel it to heal it, but that is the truth because the more we run from something, the more it's going to get worse or it's going to affect us. I believe that like even when I think about when people maybe struggle with drug addiction or struggle with suicide or just any of those things, I think it stemmed from wounds that we can't deal with, whether it was that wound that just didn't feel good enough. Maybe in your household, you felt like you weren't good enough, so you take that with you. And then when we get older, we, we don't wanna feel it. We do everything to numb that feeling. We're doing everything but feel the emotion I think people think all these outside things, whether it's drugs or whether it's just partying it away, whether it's smoking it away, whether it's having sex all the time, like whatever the coping mechanism is, do everything to avoid that feeling. But the truth is, what if we stop running? What if you stop running from it and you just meet it head on and you deal with it slowly and slowly every day? What difference could that make? It can make a big difference. I'm going to give you an example since we talked about feeling left out. Personally, I always felt left out. I think when we think of gender norms and societal norms, and you know, with being adolescents and that being a time where you're finding yourself and you wanna fit in with everyone, but I just felt like I didn't fit in. I didn't fit in with the people I was around. I thought differently, I acted differently. I was interested in different things and um i thought that was that meant that something was wrong with me and i didn't fit in with them but the truth was i was who i was and i had to learn that that's okay with me being who i am and i can still show up in the world as me and be around people that respect me for me and you know i want to be completely honest here you know i think there's a lot of racial norms of how you know, maybe black people should be and how white people should be and just blah, blah, blah. I don't believe in that. I think you're going to be who you're going to be. But I think, you know, with being an adolescent and just all these norms and just trying to fit in, I didn't feel like I was black enough sometimes. I was really big into sports. I played multiple sports. I played like 5 different sports and I played a lot of sports that involved being the only black person on the team so then I felt like I didn't fit in with you know the white people and I'm not saying that to racial norms on anything because I think you need to be who you need to be and that's why I'm talking about this but I'm saying that when I was in high school that's what I struggled with and it didn't happen until now where I started to really embrace who I was and not put a racial norm on something or a social normal something. I'm just gonna be who I'm gonna be. Um I don't know if anyone's ever felt that way, but that's how I felt. And that's valid to me. I can admit it now. Before I would have never said anything, but So I always felt like I just wasn't good enough or even the friend group I had, sometimes I just didn't feel like I fit in anywhere. Therefore, I always, I think I started people pleasing because I didn't feel good enough or I felt left out. And because of that, that caused me to people please. So that was a coping mechanism. If I can do everything for everyone, if I don't have any boundaries, if I never say no and people will like me. But the thing about people pleasing is it is a dangerous game. It will get you burnt out. It will make you have low self-esteem. It will just make you almost live for everyone else but yourself. You put everyone above you and it's just not a way to live because you're doing everything for everyone else but you. And that was how I coped. It wasn't until I started feeling these emotions and hearing what my child needed. So all I needed to do was validate myself. I didn't need other people to validate me. I didn't need other people to like me. I can like my own self. But it wasn't until I dig deep and realized that whoa, 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 I got to I got to do some work here. And I'm gonna be honest, healing the inner child is work. It is a lot of work. And it's not easy. And you know, I talked about therapists last episode. And if it's it's hard to go back into this place, especially depending on what traumatic events happen to you. So if you need to speak to a therapist and that helps you, I definitely recommend it. But I had to dig deep and figure out what I needed. And I realized that I just needed to validate me. I needed to spend time with me. I needed to love me. I needed to accept me for me. It didn't matter about what everyone else thought of me. It didn't matter. Yes, I still felt left out, but I realized that once I started giving myself all the things I wanted other people to give me because I felt left out or because i didn't feel good enough, I felt better. I feel better, like a thousand percent better because I just stopped worrying about everyone else and I just started focusing on me. And that's that, that's what I did. The thing about it, like if we ignore the child, it becomes louder. When I worked at a daycare and a child would cry, they would cry when they needed something. Like if you're at home and your baby's crying and you're like, oh my God, they're gonna keep crying, right? So you have to figure out what do they need. Let's say it was the same for your inner child. What does your inner child need? Maybe it needs you to validate them. Maybe it needs therapy. Maybe it needs a different environment. Maybe it needs new friends. Like you just have to do what's best for you. But I'm going to be honest, that feeling won't go away until you deal with it. It won't. It won't go away. I talked a lot about awareness last episode. Awareness is key. That's why I started the podcast with that episode because you have to be aware of it. You might not even realize you have a hurt in a child. Like I had no idea. I had no idea that I was even struggling with that until I'm 24. And I'm like, why does this feeling feel like I felt when I was like nine? Like when I started really doing the work, I could put the feelings with the experiences that I went through and then realized that that's just my inner child showing up. My inner child's scared because maybe I handle it differently. You have to be aware of it. You have to acknowledge it. Acknowledging it doesn't mean agree with it. This is something that I got confused. I thought I had to agree with everything because some of the things I just didn't agree with, but it's about acknowledging it, saying, okay, I feel this feeling. Hmm. I feel it. It reminds me of that time when I was five and this happened. Acknowledge it. Like I said, if you keep pushing that feeling away, it's going to keep coming back. You have to have awareness. You have to acknowledge it. You have to feel it. And this is probably the hardest part because we don't want to feel something that was detrimental to us at the time, but that's the only way to overcome it. So awareness, acknowledge it, feel it, you know, validate that inner child. Sometimes I say statements like, you know what, Regine, I hear you. I get that this triggers you because felt left out, but this is okay because I'm here for you now and I won't let that happen to you again. Or you know what? I know that happened to you in the past, but we're right here in the present. We have to let that go. Whatever you need to say for yourself, but validate that inner child. The child just wants to be heard. So just let them know, I hear you. I remember that time, but guess what? We're going to keep moving forward. We're doing the best we can right now to overcome that. And just show up for that child, whatever that child needs. Maybe that child just needs some peace and quiet. Maybe you grew up in a loud environment and that could be some of your triggers. And maybe you just need some peace and quiet to sit with that inner child. Or maybe you need to get out the house. Whatever that child needs, show up for it. Because I think once you start seeing the real difference that you, are, you aren't doing the same things you used to do. When I felt left out and I started people pleasing, I put everyone above me. So sometimes when I feel... Like, I'm doing a lot for other people. I will feel a feeling in my chest. And I know that's like my inner child showing up that I'm doing a lot for other people, but what am I doing for myself? So that's kind of like my warning. And I respect that. I'm aware of it now. I acknowledge it. I feel it. Okay, it's in my chest. I know what this means. I validate the inner child. Okay, I get it. You're feeling like you're doing a lot for other people right now. And it's reminding you of old times. And I show up for that child. Okay, give me five minutes. You know what? And we're going to go and go for a walk. And I will take myself on a walk. It's all about keeping that promise to yourself, seeing that you are showing up different for that child. Another example, I'm very open of sharing it now. I had a brother who unfortunately passed away and he struggled with a lot of things. I mean, I was 10 years younger than him, so big gap. (laughs) But he struggled with drug addiction for a while. And um, unfortunately he passed away due to a drug overdose. And my brother, he was an awesome Awesome guy. He was loved by so many people. Um, But I knew, even though we had a big age gap, I knew he was struggling. I think I was a very aware person from a young age, and I could just tell that something would always be off and wrong. And I knew that, you know, he was struggling. It's very unfortunate, but that's sometimes, you know, how people deal with what they're going through to suppress the feeling of, you know, maybe the neglect or the frustration, whatever that person is going through. And like I said, I don't know his story because I am not him, but I I can just tell you that I know he was struggling with a lot of things from childhood. And I know that drugs was a way to suppress it. And this is just a way to, you know, open your eyes if that's you, whether it is drugs or whether it is other things. It could be overworking. Overworking, you could be suppressing stuff. You can be at your job from six to six and not deal with family issues, not deal with your internal self because you are running from something. So it isn't just drugs, but it can be a lot of things that we use to suppress. And I think we have to stop running. We have to stop running and deal with it head on. What I know about the inner child is whatever we go through and we run from, most of the time we suppress it and we use other things to suppress it with. And I think I say that to say this, it's all about feeling it to heal it. We can run away from it, but it's not going to go away because that's valid to us. That's valid to our inner child. And it obviously makes us feel upset. And the only way to move forward is to acknowledge it and to heal it and, and show up for that child. Because suppressing it, could only lead to you just pushing it down. It just is unhealthy. I think we just have to get to a point where we feel okay with taking time for us to heal the inner child. And it's different for everyone. Like It's hard to go back to times that you don't want to remember because obviously we suppressed it for a reason. But with the right people and support, I can tell you that Yes, it's a process, but it is possible. And I can say that I am not a people pleaser anymore. Don't get me wrong. Yes, I have moments because I'm not perfect, but I can say I am a thousand times better than I was as a child. It really does show in your body and it really does show in your everyday life when you do the work. If I'm going to be completely honest, when I heard about inner child and stuff, I was like, that's not going to work. So if you're at that stage where you're like, There's no way. There's a way. Because I was really in denial about it. But then I had nothing to lose. I was having that moment. I needed to change something about myself. And I was tired of how I was showing up. I was tired of how I felt. People go through things. We go through things as a child that some people may never even understand. But it's your life and your journey. So if it's a big deal to you, then that's valid to you. When you hear about like someone was sexually abused or physically abused, like obviously that's very traumatic, but I want to say that whatever trauma you're going through, it's all about your experience. Sometimes are we get in comparison about who went through things worse. Like, that's not okay. If it negatively affected you, if it was traumatic to you, if it caused you distress and it was trauma to you, then it's trauma to you. Don't let people de minimize your feelings. Whatever you need to heal is what you need to heal. If that's what bothers you and what you need to overcome, here are some steps. That can help you heal your inner child. Acceptance. Accepting that it happened. Whatever was triggering to you, whatever you went through, what makes you angry, what makes you mad, it happened to you. I know it wasn't fair. I know it makes you angry. It happened. Acknowledging it. Acceptance and acknowledgement doesn't have to mean you like it. It's just you're letting it be known that okay, I accept that that happened to me when I was younger. All right, let's move forward. But I think the more we're in denial, the more we won't own up to what we need to do to help ourselves. So we have to accept that it happened, accept the journey we're on, whether we like it or not. Writing a letter to your younger self. Oh my goodness, this hits home. I remember my therapist giving it to me as an assignment. Writing a letter to your younger self is so emotional. I'll keep it 100 with you. I did this and I have a picture of my younger self. I think I was about six years old. I have a picture on my phone and I was reading the letter to my younger self and I'm looking at the picture of my younger self as well. And it's just an emotion that I can't put into words, but it's just really understanding that you did the best you could with what you knew. And it makes you not be so hard on yourself. It makes you give yourself grace and compassion and I think we all have to get to that point in order to move forward because we might still be mad at ourselves, We might still be mad at someone else. We might just still hate the situation. But once we see that younger self and we write a letter to them and just create that space, it just makes all the difference in the world. And that letter to my younger self, I read it to myself every single day. And it makes the biggest difference because these are the things that I needed to hear when I was younger. And yes, I can't go back in time and do that, but I can implement it now. And it makes all the difference. Another step, positive notes to self. So this is something that I actually started, I think the beginning of the year, and I have sticky notes and I write something positive to myself. Every night. I don't care if I had the worst day. Like even the day that my brother passed away, obviously I didn't want to write anything. I was upset, but I forced myself to write something. I try to find something encouraging or positive, whether it's keep your head up, whether it's I love you, whether it's you got this, I believe in you. Just something that I need to hear or that I needed to hear that I'm saying to myself now and obviously i'm not perfect so yeah it's not every day but for the most part it's every day and i put it on my door or you know i recommend putting it on something that you see every day and i look at that you know i i write it at night and you know every time i open my closet i see a million sticky notes of just positive or encouraging things. And it it really helps me. And I hope it helps you. Another step is to talk to yourself in the mirror. Look at yourself, talk to yourself, say the things that you wanted to hear when you were younger, say the things you need to hear now, put everything in perspective. And you look at yourself while you're saying it, not just staring at a wall, but when you look at yourself, And you say the things. You might not say those mean things that you were thinking because you're looking at yourself. You don't want to be mean to yourself. I saw this post that said, if you wouldn't say it to anyone else, don't say it to yourself. Because sometimes we are very kind to others, which is great. But let's be kind to ourselves. We can be super hard on ourselves, have crazy expectations for ourselves, and be our worst enemy. Talk to yourself in the mirror. There's a podcaster. Her name is Mel Robbins. She's awesome. And she does, it's called the high five method, I believe, or high five habit. And it's about going in the mirror and giving yourself a high five every day. And I love that. Sometimes I'll talk to myself, give myself a high five, like, hey, you got it today. You got to encourage yourself. And I kind of just talked about this, bringing an old picture of your younger self and talking to him or her. What did they need to hear? That could be you looking at the picture, reading your letter, or just looking at the picture and just saying kind words and just remembering how sweet or how scared or how that child felt and just, just talking with them. Another step is be kind. Be kind to yourself. This is not easy. It's not easy going back to old things that scared you and made you mad and made you angry. You have to be kind. It's a process and it's not easy reparenting and reframing. Reparenting is, obviously we all have parents, but now that we might be at the age where we're a little older, we understand things. We're almost reparenting of inner child. We're saying the things she or he needed to hear. We're doing things that she or he needed that maybe they didn't get when they were younger. Reparenting is just being that parent that that child needed or still needs. Reframing, looking at things differently. Reframing how you thought things went. Understanding that you you might've always beat yourself up because you didn't do enough. Sometimes the healing journey can bring up triggers and make you mad at other people if they affected you and just reframing it like, okay, maybe they did the best with what they knew. So all about changing that perspective. How can I reframe it into a positive perspective where I can learn from it? If we're angry and bitter, which is still valid, we have to get to a point where, you know, we understand it happened. And yes, it might make you angry. And yes, it might make you frustrated, but how can we move forward? If we stay there, how can we grow from it? How can we really hear our inner child if we're gonna always stay angry at yourself? We have to get to a point where we just let it go. And yeah, and I will say that, God has been a big part in it. A lot of praying has helped me because how do you let things go when you're mad? (laughs) Like, how do you let things go? Because it's unfair. A lot of questions I had was, I had no control of this outcome, but this happened to me anyway. It's unfair. But prayer really helped me and being in God's word and figuring out how to forgive and asking God to help me to forgive and let go because I know that where I want to be, I can't be there if I hold on to all this. Doesn't mean it's going to come up, doesn't mean I'm not going to be triggered, but if I hold on to all this anger and frustration and all the things that I went through when I was younger, then how can I get better if if I hold on to that? But it's a process, guys. It is a process and it's something that I still do every single day. So if you're on that journey or if you're about to start, I encourage you because you got this. I want you guys to know that healing the inner child takes time, so please don't rush the process. Everyone's inner child is different. So go at your own pace and find things that work for you. The biggest thing is to be patient, to be kind, and find acceptance in your inner child. You are not defined by your past and the change you hope is still possible. I believe in you. If you haven't heard it, you hear it from me. I believe in you. And I just wanna end with a recommendation. There's this book called Anxiety Rx and it's by Russell Kennedy. And he goes into depth about anxiety, but talking about how anxiety can be stemmed from the inner child, and he gives great techniques and a great perspective on how to heal the inner child. So I recommend getting his book. He also has a social media account. His name is Dr. Russell Kennedy, and his book is called Anxiety Rx. Thank you for listening to the Breaking Moment Podcast. If this information was helpful, please share it with others. And if you enjoy listening, subscribe to the podcast so you can get the latest episodes. You can listen to the in Moment podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Until then, I will see y'all next week.